Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the God Center Mom podcast with me, Heather McFadden. You're listening to episode 190, where I invite back Jeannie Cunyon to talk about being set free from shame. And God's good at using, you know, broken sinners because really that's all he has to work with, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I think about like um, in Romans 8, right, where it talks about um, absolutely nothing can separate you from the love of God and Jesus Christ. And I think what so many of us do, I know I did, is I put a nothing but in there, right? It's like nothing but blank can separate me from the love of God that's in Jesus Christ. And we all put different things on that line. Some big, some small, some both, right? So for some it's, gosh, the list is so long, right? Whether it's a, it's a, a, you know, an addiction or an abortion or an affair or divorce or just jealousy or greed or lack of compassion for, you know, um, injustice, whatever it is, there's all these things that we put on that line that we think, well, that's the thing that keep it, you know, that's that's the one thing, that's the nothing but. And for me, the freedom really came from God literally just taking that away and going, no, there's no but in there, Jamie. It's absolutely nothing can separate you from my love. Absolutely nothing can separate us from God's love. Oh, what a great message. Jeannie is so talented at speaking grace words, and she is the author of the book in the Bible study, Mom Set Free. Get ready to be rocked by the truth of the gospel and how you can speak it into your home. We're going to talk practically about how to use these words to be a home of confession and not a home of perfection. Lots of great tips in here. I know I needed them. Let's get right to it. Here we go. Hey, Jeannie, welcome back to the God Center Mom podcast. Hey, Heather. I'm so happy to be back. And I'm so glad that I've met you in real life now. I know. So, me like, too. That I'm, was awesome. <laughs> I know how teeny tiny you are. <laughs> like, you know why Courtney like calls me her Polly Pocket? Yeah, yeah. you totally are. It's yeah. adorable. But it's <laughs> but so, so much goodness you've brought to the women who listen to this show that I'm thrilled to have another conversation with you. I and, know, um, and it's a whole new level now that I've actually gotten to, gotten to hug your neck in person and, and spent time with you in real life, which was such a gift. I mean, yes, real awesome life night. is the best. Real, real life, life is the is best. The best. Um, okay, so you have a new book that came out and a Bible study, yeah. Mom Set Free. Yeah. Um, and there's new stuff in here. There's new yeah. stories in here. And I'll point people to the previous episodes so they can okay. hear more of your story. Okay. Um but you shared some of your story that wasn't in the other books, was it? About uh, your... It was not. No, mm-hmm. this one was much mm-hmm. more personal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me about that, like that process of being yeah, vulnerable you know and sharing the things that we like to hide that we don't want to put out in the light. Oh, it took me years um, to, yeah. to really grasp um, the freedom that I have in Christ, to be honest, about the things in my life that I was once so ashamed of. Um, mm. And it really has, it has radically changed how I live. But, you know, when I, when I wrote the first one, it was so, and there are very, there's so many personal stories, as you know, in the first one, but they were primarily about parenting, right? It was yeah. what God was teaching me as a mom about his grace. And, um, you know, the interesting and kind of overwhelming feedback I got from that um, book was, I love how you talk about how we have to know God's grace for us um, mm. in order for us to parent with grace, but as a mom, I'm still really struggling with that, right? And so, yeah. but that wasn't the point of that book. And that's not where God had me in my own journey yet, right? So it's a lot about 
parenting with grace and the need for us to know God's grace, but there wasn't space for me to really dig into how I was discovering like the real, like to peel back all the layers of that. Um, all the healing, all, all of the, the healing that all the junk that we bring into motherhood yes. and then the stress of it and <laughs> all the revealing that happens through the journey of motherhood. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And so um, I talk about it, but again, it just, it's, it's layered and there's so much, it would have been a 400 page book and nobody wants to read that. So, um, and yeah. so, you know, about a year after that parenting, the whole heart child came out, the Lord really started to do this new work in my life and in my heart. And really, what does it mean when, when Jesus says, you know, when, when Paul talks about it, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. What does that, what does that really mean? What is this freedom and, and how can I, and what was God inviting me into in that? And it was really about, Hey, Jeannie, you're still carrying around a lot of shame um, from your past. And I want to free you from that because it still penetrates your parenting. It still overflows into your parenting. And, and, you know, look, my life is going to be an ongoing work of being set free over and over again, right? Um, yeah, and yeah. and shedding new shame because there's every day brings new opportunities for my sinful nature to be revealed and and remembering who I am in Christ and the forgiveness that never runs out on me. But and so anyway, so that was the journey really that that Mom set free um, was about, and uh, and so a big part of the book is talking about. Um, what does it look like for us as moms to really, really live in the freedom of Christ and to shed the shame? Because I, what I've discovered in talking to moms, and and I know you talk about this a lot um, on your podcast, Heather, is kind of the baggage that we bring into motherhood, yeah, right, and how that yeah. just overflows into our parenting, and so much of parenting, and you're so good about emphasizing this, is really about the work God's doing in our own hearts. Yeah. And so true. it's yeah. so true, right? Like we can try to apply these formulas and, and read books that teach us about all these important things to do, which is all good stuff. But, but God is like, Hey, this is my invitation to you, Janie, and to you, Heather, to come to know me and to rest in my grace and to know my sovereignty. And that more than anything else you're going to do as a mom, is going to have the most profound impact on your parenting and on your kids. I always think of nanny 911 like when, <laughs> They're like, our kids are a disaster at the beginning of the show. Yes. And it shows like totally out of control, nutso kids. Yeah. And then all she does is focus on the parents. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> like, and getting a system in place and working on what their issues are. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, we. it'd be nice to have a book and be like, can you help me fix them? Because they're the problem. When in reality, it's what I'm bringing to the table and the fears I have and the, and the backstory and the critical spirit I hear in my head and all the things that I'm bringing that impact how I see their behavior. Right. So I love that you're you're getting to the heart of the mom. And for you, what did that look like to be set free? Like what what did you need to be set free from? What shame were you carrying around? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was definitely shame. Um, I think what I what I knew, but I didn't want to face is that I was still so ashamed of a divorce that I had gone through. Back in what year was that? 2001. Um, mm. And, you know, I'm a preacher's kid. Preacher's kids don't get divorced. Um, right. My parents have been married for over 50 years. Mm. Um, they set a beautiful example for me. Um, there was all of these, you know, it was obviously the enemy, but this merciless critic in my head just all this shame. Um, it was a 10 month marriage. And I write about this in the book and just about. Um, it was not a healthy or safe place for me to remain. 
Um, and so I, I really felt like I had no, I really had no option, but after intense Christian marriage counseling, which basically started the day after we got back from the honeymoon and I knew right away that I had, um, that I was in for, um, for some hard stuff, but, uh, it was a 10 month marriage when I finally left, um, and filed for divorce. And I just remember at that point in my life being like, God's, God's done with me. You know, mm. like I have, I mean, I really like I had, listen, I had done plenty of things in my life where I had to repent and ask for forgiveness, things I wasn't proud of, you know, not, not reflecting, you know, God's grace or God's heart in my life. But this for me was kind of like, all right, this is the final straw. You know, this mm. is where I really felt like I was like, that's, I mean, come on, seriously, like I'm done. What, what, what testimony do you have? How can I use your life now, Jeannie? And, mm. and what's ironic is that's not how I was raised. I was raised under so much grace, but, um, you know, but the, the message of the world is loud, right? Like a little more perfect makes you a little more lovable. And I was kind of, you know, I kind of started to feel the weight of that kind of performance based Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, and just really feared like my life was now my testimony. My life was now really of no value. Um, or that I, what did I have to offer God now? And so, when I um, met Mike, my husband, um, about a year later, and we fell in love pretty quickly. And um, once we got married a year and a half later, we had kids soon thereafter that. And, you know, what I didn't realize is I was still carrying around so much shame. Mm-hmm. And, um, and becoming a mom so quickly, um, that shame just can just kind of overflowed into my parenting. And so I was really living out of this performance-based mindset where I was trying to earn back God's love and earn back God's favor and make him proud of me again, right? Like my whole life was about how can I make God proud of me again? And so I really parented out of that mindset. And so I was very focused right out of the gate from raising kids who, you know, I was going to be sure to raise kids that, you know, the way I parented would make God proud and the way my kids behaved would make God proud. And we were all just going to make God so proud. Um, yeah. yeah. And so what does that look like in the day to day? Like for a mom who who might be driving with what you're saying, um, or maybe she's like, well, what do you mean? What do you mean you're parenting from that place? Like in an interaction with your kids, well, it was very what would that look driven, like? Right. Like I was yeah. very I was very focused on producing character in my kids' lives, right? So they misbehave and it's like you're on them to get it right. Yeah, well, sh- well, shameful, you know, kind of shame, like how could you do that? Who does something like that? We don't behave. Just, you know, messages that lacked the, you know what? I know why you do that because mommy's a sinner too and I need Jesus too. It, it was the coming down on them when they misbehaved rather than the coming alongside them. Yeah. Um, and there's a radical difference in those two things, right? It doesn't mean that we don't discipline and correct and train. It just means that is there a grace woven message in that, which is I know why you do that because I need Jesus too. Um, or is it the, you know, I talk about this in the book, like shame driven yeah. messages versus grace driven messages. Um, and I was very focused, like thinking that it was my job to produce character in their life, which is obviously not biblical because Jesus Christ is the one who produces righteous character in our kids' lives. Um, and so, yeah, so it was just very, it was very performance based. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And so what helped you see it? Like at what point did you say, oh my goodness, this is coming from my hurt place that I'm not free from yet. Yeah. Like, 
I think God just beginning to set me free, taking me on this journey of writing Mom Set Free and and really diving into scripture that talks about um, how it's not being good that pleases God. It's actually the perfection and the righteousness of his son, Jesus Christ, covering me and just really begging God to melt my heart and to reveal to me and to open my eyes to asking the Holy Spirit to open my eyes to who I am in Christ and um, helping me believe that. It was just so hard for me to believe. And I know there's so many moms and women in general who just really struggle to believe that they remain lovable even when they do unlovable things. Um, yeah. I heard a gal just yesterday saying her word for the year is believe because she has believed in the past that good isn't for her. That good only happens to others, mm-hmm. that she is not enough to believe that God would allow good for her. And the irony was I was at an event and they did a giveaway and she won the first thing. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and I was like, see, so God, I mean, he sees. Yeah. It's like very personal. It's He's so... pursuing each woman listening in a very personal way. It is so personal. And has so personal. like, yeah, and has a special way that he will let her know. Nope. Not only am I with you always, I see where you're struggling to understand my love. And I will, if you open your eyes and your ears to hear, I will whisper words of love over you. Um, It's taking the time and those moments to let him heal those places. Because I can't, I'm just thinking about how dumb the enemy is. I hate him for telling you that you aren't worthwhile because your marriage didn't work out. Right. Like, and how many other things? In relationship wise and men, you know, well, that women are believing like I'm I'm useless for the kingdom now. Yes. When in reality, it actually makes your testimony more powerful because you've come from a place where you believe those lies and God has set you free. Like that's a more powerful testimony of his goodness and his grace. So I don't know. And God's good at using, you know, broken sinners because really that's all he has to work with. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, Truth. I think about like... um in Romans 8, right, where it talks about um, absolutely nothing can separate you from the love of God and Jesus Christ. And I think what mm. so many of us do, I know I did, is I put a nothing but in there, right? It's like nothing yeah. but blank can separate me mm. from the love of God that's in Jesus Christ. And we all put different things on that line. Um, yeah. Some big, some small, some both, right? So for some, it's... Mm. Gosh, the list is so long, right? Whether it's it's a, a you know an addiction or an abortion or an affair or a divorce mm-hmm. or just jealousy or greed or lack of compassion for you know um, injustice, whatever it is. There's all these things that we put on that line that we think, well, that's the thing that keep that you know that's that's the one thing. That's the nothing but. And for me, the freedom mm-hmm. really came from from. A rat, you know, from God literally just taking that away and going, no, there's no but in there, Jeannie. It's absolutely nothing can separate you from my love um, because of what Jesus Christ did for you. And it's only when you say, I believe and I know um, that you're going to be free from striving to keep me happy. And and that's where the fruit of your salvation is going to finally bloom. That's where you're going to see the fruit of your salvation in your life when you accept my love and allow me to work through your weakness and you stop being so ashamed of your sin and allow your weaknesses and your failures to point people to my rescue in your life and, and my grace in your life. I didn't have the courage to tell our kids until a couple of mm. years ago, not even mm. 
Um, I mean, I was so afraid. Oh, Heather, I just want to cry thinking about it. I was, th- I remember the day so clearly when my husband was like, I want to tell him, I want to do it. Um, he's, and I, and I was so afraid they were gone and I just cried the whole time. And this was like, I'm already sister. I'm already walking in freedom at this point. I already know, but then I was so afraid of the way the they rejection were and that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the fear that I had over the way that was going to change. And I remember the first time, you know, Jackie Watkins, yeah. who we both yeah. know and love. Um, I did a podcast with her about a year and a half after parenting, the whole of her child came out and I found myself starting to talk about the divorce with no plans of doing so. And I tried to mm. stop and Jackie was so gentle with me. She's like, where are we going? What do you want to say? Like, what's on your heart right now? And, um, and I just, that was evidence to me that I still carried this nothing but mm-hmm. this shame over my past that I was so afraid was going to impact the way God could use my life or the way my children would see me. Um, I mean, I do have shed that shame has really, 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 I don't, I can't even describe it. Just knowing that God's love for me is so deep and so profound and just saying, all right, Lord, however you're going to use this in my boys' lives, you know, um, for them to see the freedom that you've given me, to be honest about the places that, you know, um, I've carried so much shame for so long. And of course um, they come back and there's no rejection. Yeah. No, no, no there's yeah. tenderness. There's curiosity. There's confusion. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. right. Um, but there's also this tenderness and, um, you know, it's just another, it's another and another invitation, I guess, from God to say, Hey, I'll work through your weakness. I'll work through your past. I'll work through your shortcomings. And, um, and my grace is sufficient for this too. Well, and it models for your boys, the living out this gospel message. It, like the more you yeah. do that, then no matter what choices or circumstances that happen to them, they have a model now of, you know, my mom demonstrated that even in this hardest place, God, can love us and he can free us and he can show us the grace. And, um, I think, I think it's great. And I'm going to interrupt myself to tell you something else I think is great. Last week's episode, I mentioned this month's sponsor phonics museum. Did you check it out? Well, if not, let me talk you through it a little bit more. So basically it teaches your child to read and they open up the app And they'll be transported into this interactive museum where they follow William and Wendy, these little characters, through a reading adventure. It's for ages three to seven. And when they go into this museum, everything comes to life. The letters, sounds, paintings, even Percival, the walking, talking suit of armor. So if you're curious and you want to check it out, I've got a deal for you. Go to phonicsmuseum.com forward slash Heather and you can get a free, free two-week trial of the app. You also get three other freebies. You get an ebook, a bug in a mug on a rug ebook, and an alphabet collection booklet, and a little craft activity, a phonics toilet tube craft activity. I mean, I'm helping you out in these winter months, mommies. Uh, go check it out, phonicsmuseum.com forward slash Heather. All right, let's get to more Grace Talk with Jeannie. Here we go. You had mentioned the last, the third part of your book is the application piece of all this and uh, that some of the research that you found about kids who don't leave their faith, who grow up to be adults that choose Christ. What did you discover in that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, 
I think we talk a lot about, you know, and as a mom, I, I get it, right? This fear of like, well, what if they leave their yeah. faith once they leave the home, right? We we spent all this time investing and planting seeds in, in the, that scary what if. And um, the Gospel Coalition put out some research not long ago that talked about how um, obviously there's no, there's no formula, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that they consistently found um, in research was that the kind of a key to children who don't lead their faith um, is growing up in a home where the gospel is central. Mm-hmm. Um, that it is just in the gospel, obviously the good news of Jesus Christ is central in the home. That um, it's, you know, it's that constant reminder of who you are in Jesus Christ and um, the forgiveness that's offered to us. I'm trying to, here's the research. It says the common thread that binds together almost every ministry-minded 20-something is growing up in a home where the gospel was not peripheral, but absolutely central. In a home where they, I love this, ultimately operated from a framework of grace Mm. that held up the cross of Jesus as the basis for peace with God and forgiveness with one another. Mm. Um, And so I go on to write about how it's kind of teaching the whole truth to our kids is, you know, one of the things that the gospel frees us to do is to speak honestly with our kids about who we are in the flesh, yeah. right? Like in our simple human nature before our holy God. And then we get to give our children the good news so they can see themselves for who they are in Jesus. Yeah. Um, and that's the whole truth. Cause I think sometimes we um, talk about, you know, how beautiful and loved and accepted we are in Jesus. And we have to, that's so that, because that's true. That's the beautiful truth. Um, but I don't know how much we appreciate that until we know and talk about and acknowledge who we are without it. Yeah. Yeah. Their, their um, desperate need for a savior. Yeah. Because yeah. those two things go hand in hand, right? Because if we only talk about our sinful nature, then then they just, they're left in despair, yeah. right? And it's like that, I'm bad, I'm bad. Like who does that is the language of like, you are, you are wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but if we only talk about how loved they are by God, then we lead this let lead them down this path of pride and ingratitude for what Jesus did for them, mm, right? Because mm. um, of course he so, did. He loves me so much, of course. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so how do we deliver the whole truth to our kids, who we are without God, um, or who we are without Jesus, and then who we are in Jesus? And I don't know, I guess that's the working out that God's been doing in my own life that frees me to then do that with my kids. And so tell me about creating a home of confession, not perfection. I love that, that way you put that. What does that look like for y'all? Yeah, I think it's um, because I was a mom who started out really focused on creating a home of perfection, right? Like I'm going to be perfect and I'm going to be raised, raised perfect kids. And well, maybe we can't be perfect, but we can still, you know, get close to it. Um, and it was so, because I expected so much perfection from myself, I expected so much perfection from my kids and, and the beautiful and freeing thing that God is doing in our home is, um, is empowering me to, is, I don't know, freeing me to create a home of confession and not perfection, a home where I'm free to say to my kids, Hey, I'm sorry I was wrong. Please forgive me. Mm-hmm. You know, I got that wrong. That's not the mom I want to be for you. Um, and I need Jesus too. Um, and, and I think that's really, cause so often, you know, we'll, 
parents, we all desire to raise kids who confess sin willingly and then repent sincerely, right? And we want kids <laughs> yeah. who, who feel free. Yeah. That's a really hard thing to do. But how do we raise kids who confess their sin willingly, right? They're not hiding behind it or denying it or afraid to, to speak it. And then and then desire to repent sincerely. Um, not just the words. Sort of homo- not just the not words. Just like, the words, I'm sorry. But the heart change, yeah. <laughs> right, which only the Holy Spirit can stir. Right, right. But we can certainly model that for them, the freedom that comes from from that. Um, and, and so that's, I don't know, that's kind of what a home of confession, not profession looks like is, is I think, you know, one of the ways that we raise kids who are willing to do that is them seeing parents who are willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there's a lot of parents who are afraid to be honest or to say, I'm sorry, I got that wrong. Cause they think that makes them look weak in front of their kids or that makes them feel like their kids then, you know, might take advantage of that or hold that against them. And, um, but the gospel really frees us to, to kind of come alongside our kids and say, Hey, I'm willing to confess my sin and my need for a savior. And then we're able to say to our kids, I get it when they str- struggle or fail or fall too. Mm. Um, and it, and I really have seen it make a difference in our home. You know, I mean, we mess up a lot. I've got four boys. Um, they're all boys. And I mean, like they're, you know, just like all in boy, all, yeah. all in boy. Mm-hmm. And, and so we mess up all the time. Um, but what's beautiful is I do see in them a willingness to say, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? Um, and I'm really, really grateful for that because I also think that's the space where the Holy Spirit is invited in to do his transforming work in our hearts, right? Yeah. When we're tender to the conviction, not the condemnation, but the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Um, and you know, that's where he works in their hearts in ways that I never could, you know, with the best, with the best parenting formulas, you know, that's the work that only he can do. And I think it comes from that place of being willing to say, I'm sorry, I got that wrong. I need Jesus. Um, and I know I need him to work in my life. It's a good reminder for me because we're in a tough, tough season of how we're all interacting with each other. And I think there's a lot of pride and defensiveness and attacking. And so, uh, to model that and to acknowledge like that we are going to make a mistake and it's okay. I think right now it's like no one can make a mistake is the mode we're in. And yeah. when someone does, it's pointed out in a shaming way, like from brother to brother and wanting me to know that they made a mistake because then they'll get quote unquote in trouble, you know, like right. there's and, right. and not being for each other um, or pointing each other to Christ, like saying, you know, it's okay, buddy. You made a mistake. Showing that grace to one another would be awesome. (laughs) Like like if that would be a goal for me, that would be great. Um, But we're just, yeah. So it's good for me to hear you talk through that and to recognize my role of modeling it for them and the tone that I bring to the conflict and super helpful. Um, super helpful. Well, I resonate with what you just said because <laughs> our Christmas break was hard. Yeah. I mean, it was hard. There was, and I kept literally finding myself starting to say the things, right? And sometimes oh, yeah. I didn't. I had to say sorry for it, which is like, how could you treat him like that? Right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just that kind of, um, because they were, they were all just like, why would you do that? throats on this Christmas break. Yeah. You know, they really... Instead of building each other up, or my son, I have one son who likes to help me parent. I don't know mm-hmm. if you have any of those. Oh, a lot of them. So we have a lot of leaders. We have a lot of yeah, leaders. So I have to have to say to him, are you his brother or are you his parent? Yeah. Right? Because 
I've got the parenting thing and, um, I need you to be his brother. Um, and so I don't know it, but it was, I, I hear you because Christmas, the break was hard and they were definitely, um, after each other. And I even love how you just pointed out, like, you know, getting them to point each other to Christ instead of, you know, cause I have one who loves to point out his, his brother's sins or wrongdoings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I always have to say, what's your, what's your motive right now, buddy? Like Mm -hmm. what, what's motivating you to come tell me that? Do you want him to get in trouble or are you concerned about, you know, him like, you know, what, and, and, and that's a, it's been a helpful question for him just to kind of get him to check his motive because he knows. Yeah. And I think sometimes for my boys, it's, if they're, if I point it on them, then, then it's not, the focus isn't on me. And then I have to question like, how am I handling mistakes? Because are they so fearful of making a mistake that I will correct it and come down on them? So the reflect, you know, the whole Brene Brown stuff of like, in that environment, you um, go on the defense and you aren't a team and it decreases creativity and it decreases connection and community. Um, So, yeah, we are definitely in a rehab state. (laughs) And I thought the puppy would help, but it's not. (laughs) I feel like we both got a puppy over the break. It was just making things harder. (laughs) It's making things a lot harder. Everybody has a lot less patience for everybody else because the dog is using all of it. (laughs) Yeah, yes. And they want to help. But then they're like, no, it's my turn. I want to hold her. No, you're not. So, yeah, it's there's yeah, I thought it'd be a little bit more like this utopia of boys and a dog. Isn't that the dream? <laughs> Man's best friend. Yeah. And no, I know. Adding to the chaos. Adding to the chaos. OK, yeah, before we have it. to go, I want to hear about your three R's. I want to hear about these three R's to give some tangible help to the mom who's listening. Oh, the three R's. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think we were just, when we started to talk about it a little bit, which is just kind of the transforming power of grace, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's, um, I know in the past, I tended to think a lot about grace in terms of just the forgiveness and the love of God and and neglecting the transforming power of it in our lives. Mm. Um, And so um, one of the things that's helpful for me to keep kind of tucked away with the kids in moments of, um, kind of training or discipline are the three R's and it's, um, helping our kids to remember, rely and recognize. And so the remember is, um, remember what Jesus has already done for us. Meaning, um, a lot of times it's, you know, we're trying to guide them in the fruit of the spirit, whether it's kindness or generosity or, um, patience, whatever. And so as we do that, as we try to lead them in the kind of what would Jesus do, it's important to help them remember what Jesus has already done. Mm. Um, He's already been perfectly patient and perfectly kind and perfectly loving on our behalf. So as we seek to live in his nature and, and, um, and his character, um, I like to remind the kids of who Jesus has already been for them, that he's already fulfilled that requirement before God, in other words, for them as they seek to, to live like him. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the second one is rely, um, to rely on the power that he gives us through the Holy spirit to live in obedience. So, um, you know, I can kind of get stuck in that, like, be kind, be patient, <laughs> right? Just do Have it. Have self-control. Right? Just yeah. come on. Like, where's your self-control? And so yeah. constantly going back to, you cannot and I cannot be who we long to be without the power, the power of the Holy Spirit, period. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we cannot do this. He is the one who produces this character in our lives. And 
um, especially as they get older, just this continual reminder through prayer, through training, um, you know, rely on Jesus today, rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's Um, hard if we have kids in the home causing the problems that haven't confessed faith. Like, yeah. It is. They don't have the Holy Spirit. I know, I know. But you know what? I love Jessica Thompson, um, who went, who wrote, give them grace. I know, you know, she is, but she talked about this one time. She said, those are opportunities to remind your kids of why they need him. Yes. Right. Actually it was, yes, it was a moment of discipline with my third son. Yeah. Of when he actually confessed faith. Like it was, well, why would God want us to? do wrong things. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. So yeah, I think that, yeah, that's really good. Like they, maybe they don't and we can say you need to rely on, if, if they don't, then we can say in that moment, you know, I can't either. And it's only because of Christ and what he did. And then the helper he provided me that I can sometimes <laughs> come yeah. close to having the strength and ability to be the way I want to be. Yeah. Um, so that's good. That's a good reminder. Yeah. I, she, she told the story a little one really quick where she said one of her kids, like she was telling them how, you know, how she expected them to love their um, sibling. Yeah. And he said, I can't, I can't, I can't. And her response was, I know you can't. So run to Jesus because mm. Christ in you can. Mm. And I was like, yes. Right. So these mm. are, it's either rely on the Holy Spirit that is in you, or this is just a reminder of why we need him and why we needed the sacrifice of Jesus and the power of Christ in our lives, because we can't, but with mm. him, we can. So, good. Um, so the rely, and then the other is to recognize his faithfulness in our lives, his faithfulness to grow us. Um, you know, I, I joke that I can get caught on sin patrol, like constant. I think I did that over Christmas break. Like I really yeah. got focused on, cause it was so hard that I just got stuck in the cycle of only seeing what they were doing wrong. Yeah. And sometimes um, they give us lots of I opportunities. Think, yeah. And I think <laughs> like, the invitation yeah, and the challenge is to recognize where he is growing them, to recognize when there is mm. fruit in their life, to recognize, you know, like I have one son who's been praying, you know, that God would, you know, Lord, help me control my anger, help me, mm. That's kind of his continual prayer, you know, help me yeah. with my self-control. And so, and I've seen it really encourage him in moments where I can just be like, you know what? I just saw the fruit of God's spirit in your life. Like I just saw you, you know, choose self-control or have self-control in that, in that situation. And so I think it's, I know it's encouraging to me um, and our kids' lives to say, hey, I'm, I recognize God's faithfulness to grow you. And I saw it in that moment because that's, yeah. that inspires them. Like, Oh, he is at work in my life, you know? Um, and he is, you know, his power is, is real. Um, and he can change me and he can do, he can, you know, work through me. So yeah. Remember that's to good. lie and recognize. I love how you said that not just the grace that is available to us through Christ for the one time, you know, but the transforming power of it. Yeah. Um, I was reading through Matthew and, uh, it's the She Reads Truth study of Matthew, and they had every disciple written out and kind of their characteristics and how they changed mm-hmm. um, over time. And I I was just mesmerized. I just started writing it down like this disciple. He was this way. And then it, his transformation after Jesus, after time with Jesus, everything that was hard for him to do, the most selfish one was the first martyr. You know, the one who valued their life so highly was the first one to give it up. For yeah. Christ. And I love and, how you just said time with Jesus. Yeah, that's it. And so right. just that transforming power of time with Jesus, face to face with him, um, remembering 
you know, who he is and who God is and how he points us back to God. And that is what changed these men, these ordinary men, and that our boys, our kids, that can be true for them. For us, there's hope that I can transform. And if I've lost my way, which I, you know, can feel like, uh, that it's not a hopeless situation. There's hope in the transforming power of grace. Yes. Uh, So I love that you said that. That's such a good reminder. Such a good reminder. Okay. Jeannie, yes, we could go on for days and days, and I want to talk to you forever. I know. I love talking I know. to you. You're awesome. I know. And I need to pick up kids from school, and I, I just want to <laughs> hang out with you with coffee. But where could people find you online if they want more Jeannie goodness? Um, just JeannieCunyon.com or, you know, social media. It's all just Jeannie Cunyon. Uh, okay. It's called Mom Set Free, and the Bible study also is called Mom Set Free. It just came out in November. And how many weeks is it? Like if gals wanted to get together and do the Bible study It's a seven-week study. Um, So it's with LifeWay, and um, there are optional videos to download, so you don't have to use the videos, but they're short. They're about eight to ten minutes, and I think they help. Um, And the study can be done alone or with a friend, or um, I think they're mostly used in groups, but can also be done alone or just with a a pal. It just helps you all get into God's Word that reinforces all that Jeannie's teaching. I mean, it's really, it's a really great Bible study, Jeannie. I know that's not a small undertaking to do. So uh, thank you. A, it was such a gift to do. And I'm really so grateful that yeah. um, I had the opportunity to dig deeper into God's word with that study. And um, I really hope that it helps moms live in freedom. It's really good. It's really good. Well, thank you so thank much you. for being with us today. Thank good you, luck friend. with your puppy. Right. <laughs> you too. <Some> puppy <laughs> prayers. Uh, Wait, I have to ask. Uh, is your yes. puppy a boy or a girl? It's a girl. Oh, you got a girl. What'd you get? A boy. What? Of course. Why? I have two male dogs. <laughs> oh, you already had a dog. Oh, had. my I stars. just got another one. Oh, no. We had zero. Yeah. So, I'm no. I'm so outnumbered. Yeah. All right. Well, you got one on your team. Oh, yeah, that was the whole point was to get a girl. Now she's like, she's super naughty. She's super naughty. I was like, what was I thinking? You know, a sweet boy might have been okay. Um, Yeah. All right. We do have a girl. Uh, We do have a girl. girl Okay. All right, girl. (laughs) All right. Love you. Bye. 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 Tell you what, every time, every time after I interview her, it just gives me words that I can speak instead of the little script that I usually say when my boys make a mistake. And like, I make a mistake every day and I beat myself up. You know, we had that self-compassion episode with Kim Fredrickson and I feel like there's a theme. God usually does this with episodes. There's themes in these episodes. And so we're setting mamas free. I'm not giving you more burdens. If you want to listen to more of Jeannie, you can go to episodes 55 on this podcast and 91. And 91 I republished for the Summer of Mentorship. So that's why you might recognize Jeannie's name. But I mean, I'm telling you, I could listen to her forever. And I also linked in the show notes those shows and her interview with Jackie Watkins on Mud Stories if you want to check that conversation out that Jeannie mentioned in this conversation. If you're like, what are show notes? Well, basically, I uh, write down what we've talked about and links that we've talked about, and they're all on the site, godcentermom.com. And you can get them straight in your inbox if you go to my site, godcentermom.com, and put your email address in the sidebar of the site. Um, so if you're looking to get those show notes straight in your inbox, that's how you do it. Then you get all the resources and all the links. Okay. Next order of business is this not alone series. 
Um, so y'all, it's crickets over there. I have received zero messages. Except for like my one test run where I was like, maybe this thing isn't working. Uh, so I don't know why. I don't know why y'all don't want to share your issues and stories um, on the podcast. But that's fine. I get it. If you don't and that's a dud, we won't do that. That was a bad idea then. But if you just didn't get around to it or you're nervous or you don't want people to know your name, just message me all that. Totally fine. I get it. We'll give it another week or so. I won't give up too soon. So if you're curious, go to godcentermom.com forward slash not alone and you'll see the recording thing there. And if y'all are having issues recording, please message me because I don't know. I don't know. I didn't even know that the episode wasn't working on iTunes until like Wednesday. (laughs) I had no idea. I'm busy with like all my kids home on Monday. And I know we mentioned this puppy in this episode and there's a good chance that puppy is not going to stay with our family anymore and we're gonna have to rehome the puppy which is super super sad um but we're just following god leads god's lead on that but that's been very consuming so i had no idea that september's episode was not even live y'all can message me if you don't see something you're like uh heather where's the next episode i'll either tell you i could not get it done my life is too crazy or i'll say oh my goodness something is up with the interwebs okay enough about that May we all live in the grace given to us through Christ on the cross. May we recognize, rely, um, remember all that God's done. I think I flipped all of those R's, but whatever. Remember what Christ has done. Rely on what he's done on the cross. And um, just recognize we all need his love and grace every day. Uh, Romans 5.20, there's a phrase we're going to use in our family. It's uh, grace is bigger. When mistakes happen, when brothers conflict happens between brothers, we're going to say grace is bigger. Uh, I learned that from Lynn Jackson of ConnectedFamilies.org. Grace is bigger. On repeat, when I beat myself up, when the boys are getting frustrated with each other, grace is bigger. Okay, y'all have a great week. Adios. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to godcenteredmom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.